0: Inhabitants of pink trees. This is Judge Dredd.
1: And welcome to the weekly Reel podcast. My name is Jeremy, and my name is Ken. And uh, we're going to be talking about the movie Dread from 2012 today. But before we get into that, I just want to jump into some movie news real quick. And we got some we got some bad news. Unfortunately, Ken, uh, No Time to Die was the, delayed to April 2021. So basically, what a, a year from its original release date. Yeah. Geez, that was so sad. Uh, I was kind
0: of hoping that it would keep it. Uh, it was supposed to be like November, wasn't it? I, I don't re- recall the exact date.
1: Yeah. Like November, r- r- I think middle of November, I think. Yeah. And I was kind of hope. yeah, I was kind of hoping that it would keep the um
0: the date, especially since, you know, Tenet came out on, on theaters and, you know, some lesser known ones. There were, I think they were releasing some stuff and then, You know, more movie theaters are opening up, so I was just like, "Oh, maybe November, it'll it'll you know there'll be more movie theaters open, and you know, maybe we could watch
1: another big release." Um, that's what I was hoping, man. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Uh, And another movie, because all these movies are getting delayed, right? Uh, I think we saw that Dune got pushed uh, to October twenty twenty one
0: right? Yeah, it was yeah, October 1, 2021.
1: I, think. I know I, I know we were looking forward to that cuz the trailer was pretty cool, I thought.
0: Yeah, that trailer looked bananas when we watched it in uh, especially in XD. The first time I was like,
1: "Wait, what movie is? Oh,
0: this is Dune." Dude, it looked good and it I didn't even know that there was actually a Dune that already came out from a long time ago. So, I was planning on watching that going into this holiday season when it was originally supposed to come out, but nope.
1: Yeah. Cause I didn't even check out the trailer before we saw it in theater. So when I saw the trailer, I'm like, dang, this is crazy. And the visuals are really good. And there's so many people there too. Like a lot of named actors. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of them too many. I think to, to count uh, another movie got that got delayed that I know we talked about Uh, in one of our early episodes was The Batman with Robert Pattinson. Uh, It was supposed to come out sometime in 2021, but now it's pushed to March 2022. So that
0: sucks. Yeah, that would make sense um, just because obviously, you know, delays in production and everything. And, um, you know, I just... It's just it's just the norm now. I mean, wh- whenever there's like a release date for any movie,
1: you can't really trust it. Mm-hmm. I know that I got this email from Cinemark recently, and they're they're really pushing this movie. Like, oh, watch, watch this new Liam Neeson movie, Honest Thief. I'm like, I, I've seen the trailer, and it's like one of those movies that would come out in like August or September, <laughs> or maybe in January. <laughs> um, and they're really put, it's like on the front cover of their, their email. I'm like, dang, they're really uh like scarce on some content right now. <laughs> yeah. Definitely
0: slim pickings for sure. <laughs> Dude. I, I don't think I even heard of that movie. Um, I haven't really checked my Cinemark emails yet, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think any like good movies are out right now. And I suspect tended to be playing there for a while. <laughs> Yeah, it'll probably
0: reign as the number one movie in the world for a while. (laughs) 2020.
1: (laughs) Oh, dude. Yeah, it sucks. It makes sense that the Batman was delayed. I know like Robert Pattinson ended up with with COVID-19 at some point and they had to delay production for that and so on and so forth. And so I'm not surprised, but I am still very disappointed exactly
0: and, and you know what i'm sure there's like data from uh the release for tenet and i'm sure you know with with obviously these huge budgets for a lot of these big uh movies especially uh, a lot of them are either potential movie franchises, franchises like dune or they're already established movie franchises like the batman or like no time to die with james bond um i'm sure they saw like Obviously, the dismal numbers because of all the restrictions and everything because of COVID nineteen. So they probably was just like, okay, you know what? Let's just delay it. What will we'll end up being a full year uh, from a so a lot of these uh, original original release dates that were supposed to come out this year.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see movie studios really using Tenant as the, like the benchmark, and uh, they. T- I don't think Tenant did as well as like they hoped. And obviously that's why you've seen all like the movies getting delayed. And unfortunately that means like, uh, I don't know if you saw the news and all that stuff that Regal, uh, a lot of their, I guess they're closing down, I think in the UK and UK and the U S. So that's not, that's not a good sign for uh movie theater chains. I mean, it's going to
0: take a long time for the public in general just to, you know, be comfortable in watching films. I know that when we ended up watching Tenet a second time together, (laughs) Um, this time locally uh, near near where we live here in South San Francisco, Um, I mean, the movie theater was just really empty. Like, you know, like the concession stands. Remember that? It was just crazy how... It was just, I felt like it was just the people that were watching our XD showing and it was at seven o'clock at night. That's usually when it's popping
1: and it's like seven o'clock on a Friday and it Mm -hmm. was empty. Yeah. I, I feel like it was more empty than the first time that we saw it. And you saw me try to get like, um, some drinks and I actually saw like you couldn't get a fountain drink. And like they basically shut those off and I guess you have to ask someone to get it. So I was like, screw it. Like the movie's about to start. I'm just going to grab one of the bottles. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Things are definitely not the same.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully someday things will get better. Uh, But here on the weekly reel, we do have a podcast that we like to do at the beginning of the episode. Uh, Just a bit of a ritual. That we came up with when we, you know, we met when we were planning the whole weekly real structure. And I thought it would be pretty fun. So Ken, uh, is there one notable movie? no yeah, can talk. One notable movie or TV show that you watched in the last week. Yeah, literally one.
0: Um, it was a <laughs> really busy week um this past week. And um I you know, I was watching a lot of the, you know, I was watching football, um, and I you know, been watching like the NBA finals, a little, very little of the M- uh, major league baseball, like playoffs or whatever, but I actually have been kind of going out a little bit. Cause you know, um, had a f- uh, actually Jackie, who was, uh, our guest last week on our mean girls episode, it was her birthday. And so, you know, we, you know, we got to celebrate, uh, together with, uh, some friends of ours. And so, yeah, didn't really have that much time to actually sit down and actually watch and so i say this because the only block of time that i watched was after i actually edited the Mean girls episode and i got done editing really late on a saturday night at eleven thirty, and i was like do i have enough energy to actually watch a full movie the answer was no because i had an early start the next day on sunday because that was jackie's birthday anyway all this to say The one thing that I did watch, because I started it at 1130 at night on a Saturday, was South Park, the pandemic special on HBO Max.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was actually pretty funny, actually. Um, Well, first of all, this is the first time I watched South Park in over 20 years. (laughs) Sounds about right yeah because you know the last thing that i watched of south park was the the feature film that came out in 1999 the uh it was south park bigger longer and uncut and i saw that in the theaters but yeah that was like the only that, that was like the last thing that i saw of south park and i was like i forgot how funny it is actually and so um not giving any spoilers but the pandemic special has a double meaning and so, when if if you do end up watching it, Jeremy, you'll find out what the pandemic special really means. And uh, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, definitely watch it on HBO Max. It's worth a watch. It's only forty minutes, uh, forty eight minutes long, and uh, dude, it's it's hilarious and it's super current. And you know, with uh, twenty twenty jokes and everything, stuff that's uh, relevant in pop culture and everything. So. I liked it. <laughs> hey, all right. Really pulled it one out there. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, what was the uh, one movie or TV show you wanted to highlight this week?
1: Yeah. So I like you, I haven't been able to watch, I guess I watched one movie. Uh, it was judge dread 1995, but that's not what I really wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Stallone. I'll, I'll mention it. Um, throughout because you know we're going to be talking about dread a little bit later on and so i'll mention a little bit uh of the stallone dread throughout the this episode but i i mostly wanted to talk about like the youtube channel i've been watching like this past week and it's called strictly dumpling uh mm. with um so it's basically like this food channel and one of my uh, one of my favorite things that he does. Uh, I guess he has a bunch of channels. It, it's this guy uh, Mikey Mikey Chin and he like one of the favorite things that he does is um, he goes to like seven elevens around the world and tries like their stuff there. And some of the Seven Elevens, especially like in Singapore, uh, Japan, are really good. And these aren't short episodes or short videos; they're like thirty minutes long. Whoa! (laughs) And I'm like, it's like it's like a legit. It feels like like um an un you know unedited. I I guess it's edited and um like uncensored like travel uh travel channel pretty much. And I I definitely recommend it because I know that you're a big foodie. So, and some of this, like he eats a lot. You'll you'll see him like eat like pizza like the size of like his body, and like it's pretty crazy. But he's super funny, super knowledgeable on food. Uh, I think you would you would enjoy it. Strictly dumpling. He has two like his two main food ones that I watch. It's either um, Mikey Chen. Or Strictly mm-hmm. Dumpling is the Ooh. two channels I recommend. I
0: think I might have to subscribe. Because, um, I mean, I I do follow some lesser-known, uh, like, small-time food vloggers. I don't remember, actually, off the top of my head. That's how small they are. But from time to time, they will, ta- uh, like, travel to places like Singapore, you know, places other places in Asia. They will try different... Um, I guess places like uh 711 or McDonald's, you know, different, you know, stuff that we have here and they they would highlight the different the differences between like the, you know, the way it is over there uh, versus the way it is here. And so I'm very intrigued. I might uh, you know what? I might after this, I might have to subscribe and start watching actually while I eat my second dinner.
1: <laughs> That's perfect because every time I watch I get hungry. <laughs> oh, there you go. So you got car- to watch while you eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be careful with that channel. <laughs> uh, but last week, just a, a little bit of episode cleanup from last week. Last week, we talked about Mean Girls, and we did run a poll on our social media, our Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, what's our tag again, Ken, for those?
0: Uh, for all three, it's at Weekly real, and we'll have the spelling in our episode notes.
1: Yeah, so we had a poll running on those three social medias, and uh, so Ken, what was what was the poll?
0: All right, so uh, this week's poll was which member of the Plastics in Mean Girls uh, do you like the most? And so the choices were between Gretchen, who was played by Lacey Chabert, Katie, or Cady as uh, wait, what was her name? Uh, Janice, Janice, right? Her yeah, friend, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's how she called uh, Katie, who's caddy. Um, that's uh, played by, uh, she was played by Lindsay Lohan, Regina George, who was played by uh, Rachel McAdams, and then Karen, who was played by Amanda Seyfried. And so the winner and Spring Fling Queen, I mean, uh, the winner of the Weekly real poll results are Regina with 56%. So it was by a landslide, really. And then, um, actually, Karen was a distant second at 29%. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm I not surprised, actually. Um, I personally re- uh, voted for Karen because I think she's hilarious. Uh, mm. Do you remember who you voted for? I voted for Regina, so... Yeah, I can could, I could definitely see it. Those were my top two, for sure.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. She was, she was the the queen of the school. So it had not make sense that she would take over our poll too. <laughs> yeah. Plus Rachel
0: McAdams is just, um, she's so versatile in a lot of her roles. And so uh, yeah, she played Regina so well.
1: Yeah. So guys, if you want to uh, participate in some of the polls again, uh, it's on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Weekly Go. So go check that out. And this week, we're actually going to be talking about Dread. And as they called it back in 2012, it was unfortunately called Dread 3D. And at this point, I'm like, is, is this actually like the third movie of Dread? Because Dread 3D. But no, it was just because 3D, they were really pushing 3D. And I guess after Avatar and all that stuff in 2009, they were really trying to push 3D to get more money out of us consumers. But it just reminded me of Spy Kids 3D when it was actually the third Spy Kids movie with like janky 3D effects. Anyway, we're not here <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> no one wants to hear about Spy Kids or the Judge Dread with Stallone. We are going to talk about Dread 2012. Uh, so if you don't remember Dread. Uh, It's in a violent, futuristic city where the police have the authority to act as judge, jury, and executioner. So a cop teams with a trainee to take down a gang that deals the reality drug slow-mo. So Ken, this was actually your first time watching Dread. I personally introduced it to you. Uh, Did you have any expectations uh, coming into the film? Honestly, I had
0: zero expectations. <laughs> I mean, uh, you mentioned uh, Stallone's Judge Dredd, uh, which came out in, what, 95, mid-90s, something like that. Um, I remember watching that shortly after the movie came out, um, when it came out on uh, <laughs> it <was> still VHS. <laughs> um, so, But then I don't remember anything from that movie, and I hadn't haven't watched it since we rented it from Blockbuster back in the 90s. Um, and so, and then last week, when we were kind of previewing this week's episode during our Mean Girls episode, you said, Hey, don't watch the trailer. So I listened to that advice. And so, based off of that, no expectations.
1: Okay, cool. Because I, like I said earlier, I was able to watch The Dread with Stallone. And it's not it's it's almost like a parody of this movie. <laughs> That's what it feels
0: like. Yeah, that the little that I do remember compared to obviously now that I've seen Dread twenty twelve, it, it it's exactly how you say it. it it's it's so out there, it's overdone.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like a parody, and like because Judge Dread, he he never really takes off his helmet. In, in the comics because it is based on the comic, and just in the first ten minutes of Judge Dredd with Stallone, he takes off his helmet and like keeps it off for like the whole movie, and that's just not right. And he, you definitely got to watch it. After watching uh, this one, you got I think you've got to watch it eventually. It's gonna be kind of hard, but it's gonna be funny at the same time because you're gonna be because Dredd's catchphrase of "I am the law." It's so funny when, when Stallone What's says it, oh, yeah, I am the, the law. I'm like, dude, bro, that was horrible. Stallone. <laughs> Russian, I, that was my first time trying it, guys, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, shoot, man. I'm glad that you had no expectations because the trailer horrible. Wait, this
0: is kind of a rent. This is kind of a random question, but, uh, where did you actually watch, uh, the Stallone dread this past week.
1: I was really trying to find it anywhere and I didn't feel like renting it. So I had to watch it any way I can.
0: Ah. <laughs> I know exactly
1: what that means. I gotcha. <laughs> I'll probably do that soon. I was hoping it was going to be on, on streaming. So, but it wasn't, that was on HBO max, but it wasn't, but uh, I don't recommend it. If, like if you have other stuff to watch, watch, that, watch that instead. All right. Uh, I might, I might
0: watch it if there's literally nothing that I could find. So I was like, all right, let's watch judge dread.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just trick, trick your, trick your dad into watching <laughs> the Stallone dread. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> he likes Stallone. <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, Ken, why haven't you ever watched this version of dread? All right. And, and again, simple answer to
0: this one. Um, I, re- it never reached my radar back in 2012. Uh, honestly, I didn't even know that they did a reboot of Dread. When we were doing our uh, podcast meetings, actually, before we even had our first episode, and we were thinking about some uh, potential episodes for, I guess, Jeremy to host since he's watched it and stuff that I hadn't seen. I initially thought he was talking about Stallone <laughs> Dread. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it was never on my radar. and. Yeah, I just literally heard about it a few months ago. Um, But when he told me about it, I saw a little bit of the cast. I saw uh, Carl Urban saw that. uh, How do you pronounce her name? Lena Hetty? I think I should know this. Yeah, (laughs) I should know this. I'm a Game of Thrones fan, and I still don't know how to actually pronounce her name properly. Anyway, I saw the the two named actors, and I was like, oh, all right, cool. Uh, I'm definitely down for this episode for sure.
1: Yeah. Like this movie had horrible marketing. Like I said, when I watched, I remember seeing the, the trailers in theaters back in 2012 and they were horrible. I'm like, dang, this movie looks like weak. And especially all the, like watch it in 3d. It's like, nah, let's not. (laughs) So, um, and I think it came out in like September so that, you know, that's not a good month either. Um, and but it being rated R, I think really like it. it was that wasn't the problem. It was, I think it was definitely like the release date, the marketing. I know that the budget was a roughly amount around like forty million, and it made pro- it probably broke even. But since then, since people have heard about it after its release, it's kind of gained a, a bit of a cult following in a way.
0: Wait, is that how you uh, actually found out about it a little bit? Like, uh, you heard, started hearing, like, good things, like, through word of mouth?
1: Yeah, because I didn't get to watch it in theaters. Um, I watched it, I don't even remember my first time watching it. But, yeah, it was more of, like, word of mouth. And, like, there's this really good sci-fi bloody movie. And I think I probably watched it later on that year or 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, But, Yeah. It, it was definitely a movie that intrigues me once I kind of knew more of the concept because just me being in high school, especially lo- loving all the, like the bloody rated R stuff. Definitely my type of movie.
0: <laughs> I know with all the Arnold, like what RoboCop. <laughs> Those are some of your favorites. So yeah, I could definitely see how this um, definitely piqued your interest for sure.
1: But surprisingly, I've never watched the judge dread with, with uh, Stallone before that, I didn't even I didn't even know about that until I watched this movie. So interesting! Wow. Well, th- that's probably because of the uh, age gap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what were your over overall thoughts on the film? Well, I mean, the best way
0: that, um, especially after I got done watching it the first time, I actually kind of procrastinated a little bit in watching it but i i obviously finally watched it um this week and uh, i guess the best way that i can summarize dread is that it's kind of a cross between training day mixed a little bit with sin city with a little bit of project power since we just recently watched that off of netflix and uh obviously X-Men uh, for, you know, for obvious reasons with uh, Anderson being a mutant. So uh, that's basically the best way that I could kind of summarize it in my eyes. Um, I, I liked it. I was actually surprised. And I think just going into this movie without having any expectations, especially since you said, do, do not watch the trailer. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm going to do what I'm told. Um, so I did like it. Uh, like one of the, Main things that I did like was the chemistry between dread and Anderson. I, I felt that because they were basically polar opposites and a lot of like basically like a lot of things, you know, even just like the guy, like the male-female um thing, um dread being like super like into the law and Anderson, you know, is you know, more questioning stuff. Um and obviously she's a rookie, and obviously he's been there for a while. I just thought that their whole chemistry was really good because they were polar opposites, and, and their banter was actually pretty good as well. Um, some of the um, like other things that I kind of pulled from like just their chemistry is that I uh, I know you still haven't watched Training Day, I know. but I did
1: from what I've from what I've I've seen like a little bit like on TV and stuff mm-hmm. and some some clips on YouTube so I can see a, the bit a little bit of the comparison you know of uh, Denzel and Ethan Hawk
0: and, right? and Hawk right yeah I, I definitely got detective Alonzo Harris which, who was played by uh, Denzel and uh Jake Hoyt who was played by Ethan. Uh, I almost said Ethan Hunt, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> 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 but I got those vibes, obviously, because you know um, Denzel was always like that. You know that veteran. Obviously, you know totally different dynamic in terms of like uh, the character. Obviously, no spoilers here uh, with that. But just the fact that Denzel was the the veteran, and then Jake was the the rookie, and obviously in this film it was Dredd as like the veteran trying to show the ropes while um anderson this was obviously her first time in in the field so um yeah i, re- I really did like that and uh another thing that i did like i just like the action and just without getting into too much detail because i know we're, we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on i just like how that even though it was set in the future a lot of the stuff that they did show in the action sequences seemed believable you know it, it was, it was practical and sometimes i like that over the over the top stuff you know what i mean so i i like the the action uh the way they did it
1: yeah uh for starting off with your um kind of the story right it's like it was very much a day in the life like when i was doing research of dread and uh carl urban talking about the movie a little bit he was very much saying like this is a day in the life of dread and it's pretty yep. crazy to think about that. This is just one day, literally one day of him policing in mega city one and having to bring along Anderson and bring her into peach trees. And I guess spoiler for, for the end of the movie, cause we are going to be talking about spoilers. Uh, he sums it up pretty perfectly. Uh, I don't want to ruin the quote or anything, but pretty much it's like, uh, like, Oh, like, how'd it go? It's like, well, what did you guys do? It's like, Oh, drug bust. Yeah, (laughs) that was good. That was the perfect way to summarize what happened in the hour and a half. It basically was. Yeah. Cause the movie goes by quick. It is a quick movie, an hour and a half. And it's like, dang dread. It's like, all you went through all that stuff and he just calls it a drug bust. (laughs) Literally. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. the The chemistry between Dread and Anderson really, I think, carries the movie. Uh, especially, it's a good foil for his character, yes. of how kind of like robotic, not robotic, but it kind of brings out the humanity in him a bit. Uh, if you do watch the Judge Dread with Stallone, I do not like his Dread. He's a bit of a jerk. Like he'll shoot you for uh, hiding in a in a droid um it's it's that version of dread is not likable at all at least in this version of dread you can see from the get-go that he does have a line and uh like for example that that homeless guy hiding at the gates of peach tree and he kind of tells him like don't don't be here when we come back and obviously, he's there <laughs> when they come back, unfortunately. I thought that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> I mean,
0: it obviously didn't turn out funny <laughs> for, yeah, for that for guy.
1: That. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's like you get to see like uh, a bit of humanity is still in this version of Dread. And I thought that they played off really well. And it's, I think it's really unfortunate that um, there wasn't a sequel to this movie. Because of just, I guess, the box office and people have been pushing for a sequel for this movie for like the longest time.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm actually pretty surprised because they they left it open ended enough where they could have. I know uh, when I was kind of looking through the IMDB, you know, obviously to do um, research for this episode, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but. Were they really trying to do a TV series out of that and try to get both Carl Urban and uh, slice uh on board for a
1: TV series? I don't think both. I don't think both both of them, but I, I think there is a TV show in development called Mega City One. Uh, from what I've seen so far because i've I've kind of tried to been following the development on this. it's not it's not for sure that Carl Urban's attached to it or not um especially now that he's on the boys i don't know what his availability is uh but if he comes back i'm totally down but yeah there's not too much it's it's stuck in development that uh, tv show but okay. that this concept lends itself perfectly to like a netflix tv show it
0: does and i feel like it would be good to be able to spend some extra time you know just seeing the dread character in just more than an hour and a half, because I mean, there's only so much that you could do in an hour and a half. And so I feel like you could do, you know, you could just have that character have like little like quirks or whatever. You could get to know him over episodes. I would definitely be in for at least the first season see how that turns out before I, you know, decide if I want to bail or not.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause the, the concept of, of dread and the mega cities and all that stuff is pretty crazy. I think even, even judge dread with Stallone actually did pretty well in world building also. So that, that was one good thing from that movie (laughs) (laughs) in setting that up. Like when you, when you watch that movie, it's like, Oh, they really expand on that in that version of the movie compared to this version of the movie where it's very much just one building in mega city one. (laughs) Yeah, literally. It's just one place for one day. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least most of the movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah just for, <laughs> just a drug, for bust. A drug bust. <laughs> uh, did you have any um nitpicks, negatives with the movie? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, really that is for most, if not all, movies. There's gotta be
0: at least one nitpick. Um, I wanted to highlight a couple of them actually. Um like you know, I know that we're, you know, it's an action film or whatever, and it's gonna have its shortcomings. And, you know, one of the ones is the dialogue. I know that this is uh, his trademark, but I mean, like when it was delivered, I was like, oh, no, I, I don't know. I kind of cringed a little bit because I know he basically says, oh, mama is not the law. I am the law. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it was delivered. It was delivered good. But I was just like, oh, it's kind of cringy. Uh, but I guess you have to be a fan of Dread to, you know, like just kind of mark out a little bit. I guess maybe it's because I'm like just going into this for the first time, I didn't get to appreciate it or whatever. But I mean, it's just like you know, just typical action dialogue. There's going to be horrible dialogue, and so I mean, this movie also suffers from it. And yeah, it's not the biggest thing, but it it is a pick that I uh, a knit that I wanted to pick, I should say. Um, The other is that um, I've just felt like the they use the slow-mo drug just a little too much, just too much like a stylized drug, kind of like the way Project Power did with their power drug. I just felt like they kind of got too enamored with, well, I mean, it makes sense now because they wanted to advertise the whole 3D thing. Mm-hmm. And I totally get what you were trying to say last week when you were like, oh, man, they were to really trying to really emphasize the 3D thing. I was like, oh, when I was watching the slow motion for the slow-mo drug. And then they were doing all these weird camera things. I was like, Oh, this is what German was talking about. And it was just, I don't know, kind of, it was cool at first, but I was like, did they really have to slow down everything to 1%? I mean, just (laughs) even like 10% would have been even a little bit more tolerable. 1% is just, all right, we get it. We get it. You know, let's move on to something else. And so, I mean, these were just a couple of just random nitpicks that i had um with with the film it was just mainly cosmetic stuff but overall i i was thoroughly it, i i was entertained by the movie
1: yeah so just to um talk about that a little bit uh the the slow mo parts yeah i do agree with you so, like this rewatch this time i'm like dang was it really this slow <laughs> all the time like it was um In the beginning, when they kept doing it, it got a little bit annoying. Uh, I do agree with that. Uh, I think the perfect use of it was at the end with Mama. That was like the best use of it. I'm like, dang, you get to see everything. And just like the, how scary that really is falling in slow motion for that, like 200 stories. God. And, but but then
0: 1%, 1%, (laughs) and let's just say 200, uh, story drop is like x amount of seconds or whatever man that's gonna be if they really did that in real you know like i think christopher nolan would probably (laughs) do something weird with the time and everything and actually make it real time i'm glad that they did it because if it really was one percent that would be like a 30 minute movie
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i i agree man like um i think just in the beginning especially when they first infiltrated peach trees and there's a couple of guys using the slow-mo in there it was pretty cool it, it's um to see sometimes but they kept doing it uh not at least it looks nice at mm-hmm. least it looks nice and i i, I watched on the behind the scenes of uh the dp director of uh photography was really pushing on like making if he had to use 3D, like we're gonna make it as beautiful as we can. So they were real like I said, they were really pushing 3D and at least at least it looks nice. That's why you could kind of see that there are some like weird, very close up angles of people's faces and then the background's super blurry. <laughs> <laughs> they really got that depth of field for sure. <laughs> but you know remember
0: at the beginning uh when they had those three skinned uh people or whatever that they ended up I guess drugging first before they threw them off. Basically mm. what they did with Mama. But when they did that, when they did that f- uh first person view, I was like, oh man, this is like Project Power. <laughs> That's when I really <laughs> saw it. And then they even had like the kind of like that inhaler thing that you can see like in like the stylized liquid. It it did look pretty cool though, I will admit. But I uh, I don't know. I, I felt like they kind of leaned
1: on it just a little too much. And if you loved some of the cheesy dialogue in this, man, you're going to love Judge Dredd with <laughs> Stallone. Oh, no. I, that's one of the things I do remember for sure. <laughs> you should count how many times he says, I am the law in the Sloan version. Because he says it only once in uh, this Dread. And yeah. Stallone says it like every time he's on the screen. <laughs> so it was, yeah. Go watch it if you want to see like a parody of this movie. I, you know what? I think I will. I think I want to
0: just, I just want to be entertained for, you know, the wrong reasons, I guess.
1: <laughs> exactly. It, it might be some people's guilty pleasure for me when I watched it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll stick with this dread. <laughs> oh man. Uh, one of the topics I did want to bring up, Ken, cause I think we, we like to have a little bit of fun with some of our movies uh, is just ask a couple of, topic questions i guess and one of the ones i wanted to ask you was being police jury and executioner what kind of judge would you be this one i mean i got to uh, i thought about
0: it just for like a little bit but i was like would i be an executioner no definitely not i'm not definitely not that guy would i be more of like a police type thing you know we're stickler with rules and everything. So, like, just by process of elimination, I probably just identified more with the Anderson character. Um, And so I guess by default, that would probably be, what, the jury?
1: Yeah, she's very much more empathetic. Yeah. And and you know what? I feel like I like I like to put
0: myself in other people's shoes just to see, you know, how they're thinking about certain things. I feel like that's how we should be but uh, obviously you can't really expect that to happen, but that's how I try to kind of live my life. It just in in my own personal life. And you know what? I've always been non-confrontational. And so that's definitely not the characteristics of being a police or an executioner. And so, um, cause like, you know, I'm sure you've had your moments where, you know, you're trying to, like you really want to tell someone off and you're like practicing kind of in your head or maybe in private or whatever. And then the opportunity presents itself. And then eh, I don't really go like a hundred percent at most, maybe 50% if I'm lucky. And so I've just never been confrontational. So jury for me, for sure. How about you?
1: I can see that for me. (laughs) I think I would be a very by the book uh, judge not not so much, maybe not not as rough as uh dread, but like just living in that city might like um, like might turn me into like dread or something. but uh, I guess the story would be, uh, back in high school, I would help some of the teachers grade like essay questions. <laughs> and i was I was harsh man <laughs> honestly oh. like some like some of the essay questions, you know, let's say they're for ten points and they're supposed to mention this, this, and this. I'm like if they don't get like get one of them, it's like, oh, you you only get eight points out of ten mm-hmm. <laughs> and compared to being more lenient, just give them all ten points. I'm like, oh, you didn't mention one Aha, eight out of ten yeah, I was <laughs>
0: I, I am sorry, bro.
1: <laughs> I was one of those. I had fun with, with some of the grading. So I would, I would be very by the book judge probably wouldn't be very liked. <laughs> I see that. I mean, I mean, there, I mean,
0: I feel like you're like pretty, um, methodical in a lot of the things that you kind of do. Like I, obviously I got to see a little bit, um, actually a lot of it during this whole preparation thing. And and I could see how prepared you generally are uh, when it comes to like, you know, these episodes or even like when before, when we were still planning out this podcast and everything. So I could definitely see that you have a, you have a process with certain things.
1: Yeah. I always try to plan ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next question I want to bring up was um, very cool. Cause dread had some cool weapons in this, in this movie. And one of them was the lawgiver, which is dred- Dread Sidearm, or the basically the judge's sidearm with all like the fancy gadgets. So they have like features like high X, basically high explosives, uh, rapid fire, incendiary, stun, hot shot. So uh, did you have a favorite out of his um, features of his lawgiver?
0: yeah definitely had fun. that was like some of the cool parts of, of the film just like obviously weapons and everything um you know what initially as i was watching the movie uh the first time i was like oh this is an easy one this is going to be incendiary just because it looked really really cool when it and it happened the first like i guess really the only time it happened i should say uh but i mean it was it was pretty to look at it, it really was one of my favorite shots of the film the way it looked uh, but really, if you're thinking about it, I think it's only a one time use thing. But, but the, then as
1: I was, is is that right? Uh, are you talking about like what the one that he shot into the, the guy's mouth? No, that's the that's the that's hot shot. Hot shot. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'm talking about the one he shot and ended up everyone ended up being on yeah. fire.
1: Okay, just making sure you got it right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I yeah, but that's only a one time use thing, right? I, it seems like it, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, that's a lot to pack into that that gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's not a very big gun. Yeah, so I figured that was only a one-time-use thing. And so as I was watching a little bit further or whatever, and it got to the part where they were in the, the I guess, the drug lab. I, is that what they call it? Drug lab, right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, so when that scene happened, though, I was like, and then I saw how Judge Dredd basically blew off judge alvarez's head off with the high x i was like oh dude that's my favorite one for sure and the way um i guess it would be judge lex after that he goes, like, motherfucker <laughs>
1: i was like oh
0: <laughs> yeah dude that was so good and so if i had to pick one it definitely high x for, for for me for sure how about you
1: uh for me i would have to choose hot shot when just the, yeah. i think that coupled with his uh his one liner is <laughs> it's, it's the per- it's like that definitely made it my favorite because it's like he was able to get enough accuracy into his mouth and just yeah. like burn his insides. I thought, and it looked really cool in a violent way, <laughs> yeah, dude. He looked like uh, wait, who's who?
0: Uh, was it Ghostwriter? No, wait, who does uh, <laughs> no. Nick Cage play? Play. Yeah, Ghost
1: Ghost Rider. It is Ghost Rider, right? You kind of looked like him a little bit for a brief second. <laughs> yeah, before he died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, like thinking about it, I would rather have dread's Lawgiver than RoboCop's like three three round burst gun. It's like way better, I think. I
0: agree because I feel like the Lawgiver is more versatile. There is like you know different rounds for different situations.
1: Yeah. Uh, did you think of any new, like if you had a choice to give like new gadgets to his lawgiver, did you think of any? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, So I was trying to think of, you know, different
0: like gun, like, you know, through video games or different movies or TV shows or whatever that I've seen. And I guess, you know, for me, like the video game that I, I always come to would be Halo and that franchise. So it's always like, you know, it'd be pretty cool. They had a battle rifle version of this where you could get a little bit of sniping in and also basically just, you know, si- uh, uh, like a silencer version of that too. Like if you could snipe while having a silencer or something like that, that'd be pretty cool to add that to the existing um, arsenal of the Lawgiver. I'm not taking anything away, but just adding both the, the sniping aspect and the silencing and obviously have a little bit of a scope. That'd be pretty cool. How about I you? Mean,
1: yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, for me, I would probably add like a grappling hook or grappling gun type type of attachment to it. Kind of like Batman in a way. Because I noticed that they were very much in this, in peach trees, right? He could, I, I feel like it would have been useful for him to like grapple to like the next, at least like to the next level in yeah. in close quarters, skyscraper type situation. I think would be pretty useful. Yeah, because, I mean,
0: in Mega City 1, it looked like there was a lot of, like, huge skyscrapers and, like, tall buildings. And I feel like he can escape if he was, like, in trouble or whatever. He can, like, use that grappling uh, feature, gr- grappling gun feature.
1: Because I did mention RoboCop, Ken. I want to pose this interesting battle to you. Uh, who would win? Dread, John Wick, Jason Bourne, or RoboCop?
0: Oh man. <laughs> all, all of them are so good. I mean, they're obviously different. But the more I thought about it, I had to go with John Motherfucking Wick, aka the Boogeyman, aka the boy. Yeager. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, and really, all you have to do is just ask
1: Bobon who would win. <laughs> mm-hmm. she... Who do you think would win? Uh, for me, because honestly, yeah, I think John Wick can kill Robocop. Like, I think actually the at the bottom is definitely Jason Bourne. But <laughs> yeah. like he can't beat anyone with those quick cuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robocop, like, I feel like Dread, I, I actually think Dread and John Wick can beat Robocop. Because I think in Robocop, they if you shoot him with like a 50-50 cal, uh, you can kill robocop um Mm -hmm. between dread and john wick though i thought that was kind of hard because they're both pretty smart i for me because dreads in the future i would have to say dread really yeah actually shoot i would yeah i would still say dread if if john wick did something uh to to dread or if dread it's it's like whoever has more of a vendetta
0: <laughs> oh man i don't know it, you give john wick like the ability to use lawgiver oh man i oh, think that's over bro yeah
1: that, that's definitely over but you, he can't pick up the lawgiver that's the thing though <laughs> yeah, i
0: know yeah i know let's get his see, hand
1: like, blown off <laughs> yeah who's that guy that got bl- uh, k is that his name yeah i think it's k yeah the drug drug dealer drug dealer <laughs> But yeah, that's what uh, I wanted to actually ask you, the audience guys, uh, who would win? Dread, John Wick, Jason Bourne, or Robocop? So that's my question for you guys today. If you guys wanted to leave your answer on our Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, you can check it, Check us out at Weekly Reel. And uh, if you want to email us your answers, uh, what's our email, Ken? It is weeklyrealpod at gmail.com. So yeah, if you want to email us your answers, feel free to do so. So Ken, uh, I think let's take a quick break. Okay, welcome back from the break. Uh, let's talk about some of our weekly real Awards. Um, Ken? Ken? Our first award actually goes to the does anyone want to get out award for favorite action scene? And this movie is basically like all action. It's only an hour and a half movie. And basically every other scene is an action scene. So did you have a favorite action scene? Dude, it was hard to narrow it down, (laughs) but I I was able
0: to finally, by process of elimination, I was able to, go ahead and pick one and so my does anyone want to get out award winner is that action sequence in the drug lab first of all i did get uh some dark knight vibes because remember when uh judge was talking about oh a million split four ways and then he then it just kept going down to three ways and then two ways or whatever i thought Mm -hmm. it was pretty cool plus i felt like arguably the best quote of the movie was by judge lex that other guy and i don't want to kind of spoil it because i'm going to mention it a little bit later on but i thought it was a perfect setup for like the actual action sequence that did happen and i alluded to uh, to it earlier i love how once the action got going Dude, that headshot on Judge Alvarez with the high X uh, round, I was like, Oh, that caught me off guard. I was
1: like, Dang, <laughs> blew his head completely off, dude. The the kill that made me like, Oh, was uh, when he killed uh, Judge Chan with uh, oh, yeah, he just freaking pistol whipped his 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 uh, his neck and oh, just yeah. caved in. That was... Shoot, was man. Choke oh, on this, brutal. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I was like, "Wait, what was that uh, that one liner again?" Yeah, choke on this. I was like, "Oh, that was brutal too." Yeah that that whole scene with the judges when they come into Peach Trees. You think they're going to help? Definitely not the case because that that's, that's cr- pretty crazy in a place that the only people giving order are the judges, and the judges are corrupt. <laughs> also. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, didn't they even mention
0: that it's rare that judges would even be at some some places like this? Mm-hmm. So it was already kind of out of the norm that both Dredd and Anderson were in Peach Trees, right?
1: Yeah, because like, when was the last time? Like, we don't even remember the last time a judge came here or something like that. Yeah, they, it was like throwaway lines, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, actually, my favorite action scene—I I did have that in like my top two, I guess that was cause that was a really good one. I also really liked the, the mini guns scene when they just had three mini guns and then they shot up the whole like floor that, uh, Dread Anderson and K were on. And then they were able to escape and fi- like land on the skate park. I thought yeah. that looked really cool when all the mini guns were firing uh, dude,
0: I thought that that was like pretty crazy. I thought that was a really good use of slow motion. Actually, <laughs> um, I know I gave it, I gave the movie a, a lot of shit earlier for you know leaning on the slow mo, but I felt like that slow motion use during that scene where where they had all of those basically rapid fire guns going, um, that was actually a really good, pretty cool use of uh, of slow motion, even though they you know, the drug wasn't used at the time. But yeah, I definitely agree. That was
1: definitely one of my favorites as well. Yeah, any action scene where he like uses gadgets is pretty cool. And I, I I wonder if I can squeeze in a quote, but I don't want to steal any of our quotes because our next award actually is the Why Is Gamora Award uh, from Avengers: Infinity War for favorite quote. So I know there's some some good quotes in this. So Ken, do you have a favorite quote? I do,
0: actually. Uh, I'll actually share two, but I'll I'll just share my winner for now. Uh, we'll get into the honorable mention a little bit later on. My winner for the Wise Gamora Award for Favorite Quote is, uh, it's actually early on in the film. It was when Anderson uh, was going through her first non-SIM combat. I think I got that right. And so uh, it to kind of set up the, the scene, it was when uh, they're about to enter into one of the, the rooms or whatever that Kay ended up being in. And he uh, Dread was like, I won- uh, I'm i wondering when you'd remember you left your helmet behind. And Henderson is like, Sir, a helmet can interfere with my psychic abilities. And then Dred basically with this <laughs> quick one-liner, goes, I think a bullet might interfere with them more. I just like, oh, dude, that was hilarious when I heard that. I busted out laughing. <laughs> I had to mention that one.
1: Yeah, their chemistry is so good together. And just the way like, you know, she she has her reasonings, but in Dred's case, maybe his was a little bit stronger in <laughs> uh, this case. <laughs>
0: oh, for sure, for sure. I just cuz they I mean, they were both right. Um, but I mean, that that was her that's her skill obviously is the psychic abilities, but yeah, better not get shot in the face. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh man, what
1: was your uh, winner for the Why is Gamora Award? So mine is actually also a dialogue between Anderson and Dread. They 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 really steal like the whole movie whenever they're interacting with each other. Uh, it's when I think they're transporting Kay. I think they're actually going down levels because before Mama talks to them through the intercom. So they're actually going down. And so Anderson, you know, he's re- she's reading Kay's mind and she says, Sir, he's thinking about going for your gun. Dread's just like, Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Anderson's just like, he changed his mind. Dread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's all like freaking dread, man. It's like he knows everything. Like he's he's so he's so much of a veteran that he doesn't need to be psychic to know what these criminals are thinking.
0: that was almost my winner also that was actually the two that caught my eye right away and i was like oh you know what i'll go with this up this this first one because that one was the one that really made me laugh a little bit louder than that one both Mm -hmm. were hilarious though but you know what i did have an honorable, honorable mention i actually alluded it to earlier it was right before the you know all the action started in that uh drug lab or whatever it was by judge lex and he's basically kind of monologuing. And I just thought it was pretty cool the way he delivered it. I, I felt like he was kind of underrated as, as a character. And I don't want to step on, like, the next war. But um, he basically goes, you know what Mega City one is, Dread? It's a fucking meat grinder. People go in one end and meat comes out the other. All we do is turn the handle. I was like, damn, that's pretty badass.
1: I'm like, all right. That I see him. <laughs> And then obviously he died. So <laughs> Yeah. I thought like another good quote was in the beginning when he first picks up uh Anderson and the commanding officer is like, do you know, just throw it in the deep end. It's all a deep end. <laughs> it's like, dang, man. It's like you have to, they're really uh hammering it home that Mega City One is a crap place to live. <laughs> yeah. It did it. it, it. Had no redeeming qualities, really. <laughs> yeah. It was worse than Detroit in RoboCop. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. It reminded me of District 9 a little bit, actually, some of the visuals. I agree, actually. That or, member uh, in the
0: fourth level of Inception kind of reminded me a little bit of that, just a dirtier, hella dirtier, hella more populated version of it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Uh, our next award is the Jensen award for underrated character. I know you mentioned judge Lex. I don't know. Uh, do you have a winner for the Jensen award? He was an underrated character. Yes, but he was not my winner for the Jensen
0: award for favorite underrated characters. So my winner is chief judge. And here's why. Well, cause obviously Anderson failed that, I guess judge test or whatever. But she had enough foresight to pair her with Dread, and I just felt like if she didn't, we wouldn't have gotten that day in the life day where you know they got that buddy cop thing going <laughs> on between uh, Dread and Anderson. And so um, I just thought it was pretty cool that she saw something in Anderson even beyond the mutant abilities, uh, and basically instilled f- like faith in her to be who she really was. And so um, I actually thought that she could have used a little bit more screen time. I, I did like Chief Judge, so she's my winner for the Jensen Award.
1: Dang, that's uh, I'm surprised actually, because there wasn't there wasn't that many characters <laughs> in this movie that they focused on. Because uh, honestly, my a winner for the Jensen Award would be Anderson. I don't know if you would consider her underrated. I think some people even might call her heard their favorite character. Uh, but when you were talking about um, the chief judge, it actually reminded me of, uh, I guess under IMDB, uh, he was um, this guy, his name was paramedic TJ. It's the guy that uh, greets them, uh, greets the judge, the corrupt judges and actually gets shot by them. Oh yeah. That guy. Cause yeah. what sucked is uh, in the beginning you know, they're trying to negotiate like, um, Anderson and dread. We're trying to negotiate, like, let us in. And he's like, no, but then he kind of has a change of heart a bit. And he he actually goes out, tries to talk to these judges, but unfortunately they were corrupt. Uh, so I just want to have honorable mention to, um, Paramedic TJ, <laughs> apparently yeah. his name was. Dude, that was dude, that was brutal
0: when he gets shot in the head. Um just and he was actually being nice, just like you said. He mm-hmm. kind of loosened up after you know the first interaction with with Dredd and Anderson.
1: Uh one thing I actually wanted to mention, because I I did say that I watched Judge Dredd with Stallone. They actually did their female characters, female judge characters r- really well, I think. Uh in the Stallone version, it's um it's not Anderson, I actually forgot what her name was, but uh it's she's played by Diane Lane. Mm. Uh and obviously in this it's uh, Olivia Thurby. but two different characters but they're really actually well-done female characters. I was actually surprised watching uh, the Stallone movie that even in the 90s, like they still did a pretty good job with the, their female judge characters. I know. Uh, I feel like
0: uh, older movies do kind of like female, uh, female characters. They don't do them justice very well, but I'm glad to hear that. And it's something definitely that I want to look forward to uh, because I felt like Anderson was my favorite character. Uh, you know, obviously over dread, even over dread, even though he's like the, obviously the main guy, um, I literally identified with Anderson the most, and I empathize with her, and I really,
1: I enjoyed her as a as a character. She was definitely my favorite. Uh, I, I keep I keep bringing up RoboCop. If if um, RoboCop was the dread, there's Anderson to shoot. What's her name in RoboCop? Lewis. It was Lewis. And I actually think um, Anderson is actually a stronger character uh, and a better character uh, than Lewis, just to compare the two. Yeah. Uh, just for fun. Good compar- yeah,
0: good comparison, actually. Yeah, I I, I need to watch RoboCop again. I, but I do remember Lewis. I remember she, her being a really good character.
1: Uh, our next award is the Avengers Assemble Award for Favorite Scene. So did you have a favorite scene in Dread? Actually, you uh, actually gave
0: the award for your uh, what was that er- earlier award? The Does anyone want to get out award? Um, I actually picked that as my favorite scene. Actually, Ooh. for the same reasons you did, I-, I just thought that that was really well done. Uh, I mean, you got into your uh, your reasons. Completely agree, but to add to that, I you know we didn't we haven't really talked too much about Mama. I wanted to kind of you know, highlight her in this because obviously I am a huge Game of Thrones fan. And when um she was like directing her people to just shoot up that entire floor. Dude, I was getting Cersei Lannister vibes for sure. It, it was pretty crazy. Um because she did not care that all of these rounds were just basically they could have killed a bunch of innocents because they just sh- killed you know they just shot up like the whole floor so much so that they even like pierced like the I guess that uh, like the side of the building where they were like, Oh, we can escape through the skate park or whatever. Um, And so she just was so tunnel vision in her wanting to just kill dread and Anderson that I was like, Oh man, Uh, Cersei Lannister in mega city (laughs) one. I just thought it was pretty cool. So, and then obviously with the, uh, the reasons that we mentioned earlier, and that's why that was my winner for the Avengers
1: assemble award. That's a, yeah, that's a nice one, because uh, I know that uh, Mama, she, she also gets on one of the miniguns and starts firing herself.
0: Yeah, dude, she was ruthless. She just wanted to just, she wanted to kill some judges for sure that day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think if if another actress was playing Mama, maybe it wouldn't have worked as well. Because I think she brought like just the fierceness and the relentlessness to that character. Uh, if you actually go watch uh, the, I think visual effects uh, featurette type thing uh, of this movie, I think Mama was actually supposed to be this big overweight lady because mm-hmm. there's this uh, CGI previs type thing uh, for Mama's death, and it was actually almost going to be like this uh, huge overweight lady, but then obviously it's much different than the Mama that we got. <laughs> Just. <laughs> yeah
0: interesting oh oh but yeah I mean Lena Hetty has that smirk down perfect where it's like oh she plays a really good villain and I thought that they casted her really well uh that character really well with uh with Lena Hetty
1: uh yeah that was a really good one my my favorite scene I uh, you actually mentioned it it was the judges versus judges really good just them versus what four judges? I guess Anderson versus the—I forgot actually which judge that was. Where she just reads her mind and just shoots her right away. Oh, she, yeah. she had an upper hand on Anderson. Uh, my my um, my honorable mention though would have to be the the hot shot negotiation though in the in the mall. I guess in the underlevels after that huge like crazy motorcycle chase sequence, which I thought was really done well uh cuz that like you got to kind of explore like the under underground at least the outside world for a little bit
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh and just for it to end in that n- hot shot negotiation was was really cool too so that's my honorable mention for favorite scene all right this next segment is the guess the run tomato score uh it's a little game here we like to play on the weekly real podcast I like to have a little bit of fun. Uh, I'm actually winning seven to six again. <laughs> I know I'm bringing up the rear, last place. <laughs> yeah. So in the guess the Rotten Tomatoes score, we make sure that we we try not to cheat. We don't look up the we don't go on Ron Tomatoes or anything and and look up the scores. We actually try to. Uh, f- we we form our scores before we actually start recording the podcast so right now we actually have i have my score ready and Ken has his ready so my score would be or my guess would be 81 percent we have a little bit of a variance
0: really mm-hmm. yeah 81 um i actually went the lower route
1: i'm guessing 70 even 70. All right. I'll look it up on Ron Tomatoes right now. Hey, hang on. I'm actually curious. What did Judge Dredd get real quick? <laughs> <laughs> look it up, bro. <laughs> Judge Dredd got 20%. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's probably right. <laughs> All right. Back to the real movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dread got seventy-nine percent. Oh, whoa, you're close. <laughs> Damn. That was what what was I off by? Two, two percent? It it because I kind of felt it a little bit this time. I'm like, I'm really enjoying it. But it's uh I can see some of its faults for sure. Yeah, I could see it now. I mean I I guess
0: the, my rationale, uh, rationale, I should say, is that, you know, with critics, they, I feel like they're, I feel like they would be more harsh with action films. You know what I mean? Because, you know, there really isn't that much. You know, it's you don't really go into an action film to for the plot, uh, too much. It's more for obviously just the action or whatever. And so, but I always forget, man. Rotten Tomatoes likes to go oh, to overshoot. Shoot. Some of these uh, ratings, I guess they go a little higher. Usually, usually.
1: Yeah, because I yeah, they actually went a little higher than their audience score. Their audience score is actually 72%. So you would have gone that Ooh. if uh, we so you were you were following uh, your gut, which everyone else, I guess, on uh, the audience score would agree. It would be kind of in that ballpark. Yeah. And for our last award is the I Love You 3000 Award, where we rate the movie from 1 to 3,000. So, Ken, uh, for Dread, where would you rate it from 1 to 3,000? Well, I would actually rate it on that scale. I will give that
0: 2,238, which is a score of 74.6%, roughly, which is actually pretty good, especially for an action film. And so I thought there were more good things than you know nitpicks. Um, and so I don't know, it's just I, I tend to kind of grade hard. I mean, I remember last week you did mention that with comedies, you're kind of harder to impress with with comedies. and I feel like I'm that way with action films. It has to be really good for me to actually give you a really high score or give it a high uh, really high score. So um, yeah. But overall, that's actually a pretty good score. That means I liked it. <laughs> so
1: what would you give um, Dread for the I Love You 3000 award? And can you know me so well, because, you know, like when you see this type of movie, you know, you know, it's my type of movie. It's like if you put Arnold in that, you would have got like 99%. <laughs> 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 Um, oh man! but for me because I, I love carl urban's performance don't get me wrong um but i would give dread a 2650 out of 3000 which translates to 88 hmm. percent i could definitely see that for sure i mean it it's i mean it plus it's a quick
0: watch too i mean it, and it goes right into it there really isn't that many like slower dead moments and you know they started off with uh with a chase scene leading into that that hostage situation with the hotshot. So, I mean, I was like, all right, I'm like, all right, this is a good movie already. <laughs> they
1: had me hooked. Yeah, I, I like Dread. It's like you said, it's a quick watch, just 90 minutes, like just pure action, pure fun. You know me and my one liners, man.
0: <laughs> I know, right, uh, dude. Arnold's the king of them,
1: <laughs> for sure. I know that there's at least uh, like this compilation of YouTube uh, clips of Arnold's one-liners that are like 16 minutes long each, and I watch it every every so often. <laughs> Just crack I know, up, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just cracking up the whole time. If I close my eyes and I hear it, I'm like, I know which movie it's from. <laughs> <laughs> that's scary. Damn, it actually is. <laughs> oh man! One day I'll uh, finish all the Arnold movies, but you know, that's, that's besides the point. I, I really wish Arnold was in, an MCU movie though. Cause Stallone was in an MCU movie. He was in guardians uh, volume two. As a Ravager. Yeah, as a Ravager. So I'm like, dude, get get Arnold on one of the Ravagers. They could team up, do a spin-off movie together. Who knows? Uh, but speaking of the MCU, Ken, what, what are we going to be talking about next week? Well, next week, yeah, we are jumping back into the
0: Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this time, it is in a post-Battle for New York world as we rewatch Iron Man 3, and uh, mine and Jeremy's favorite, Thor: The Dark World.
1: Oh, I can't wait! Eh,
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. And we're also covering Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Actually, uh, Jeremy, you looking forward to anything in particular? Like, it doesn't necessarily need to be, uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be like an actual movie, but is there anything in particular about next week's episode that you're looking forward to?
1: Oh, man, Uh, I can't remember anything from Thor of the Dark World. So I'm actually looking forward to remembering some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, this happens in Endgame. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Well, well,
0: for me, the thing that I'm looking forward to uh, next week is is how much our rankings will start to diverge a little bit more. That's uh, because for those of you who haven't caught any of our mcu episodes yet our first two uh where we cover we covered on the first episode it was what iron man uh the incredible hulk and iron man 2 and mm-hmm. what was what was the what was the next episode again
1: then it was uh iron man 2 wait yeah iron man 2 right shoot no no iron man 2 was on the first one oh wait it was the the avengers thor was it
0: yeah. Oh yeah, it was uh the Avengers Thor and uh Captain America the First Avenger. Not in any particular order, but like we were already starting to see our rankings kind of like change a little bit. Like you saw like the differences uh already and I feel like this next episode will really really differ uh with our rankings and so uh every mcu movie we do a running uh basically running tally of our rankings of all the mcu movies and so that's definitely the thing i'm looking forward to the most um next week
1: yeah i feel like iron man 3 is very much the wild card out of next week
0: exactly exactly because i you know what depending on what day i watch it I I think it's I always say that it's one of the most underrated MCU movies, but on certain certain days I'm like eh, it was all right. So I'm kind of curious to see
1: what day I actually watch it on. <laughs> yeah, what kind of day will it be this exactly, time? Exactly, exactly. Um, so Ken, uh, do you have any social medias that you want to share with the audience where they could find you on the interwebs?
0: Yes, um, you can definitely check out uh, my social media happenings on Twitter and Instagram at free can a and the spelling will be on the episode notes. Uh, how about you, Jeremy?
1: For me, you could find me on my YouTube channel, Jeremy pull and There will be a link in the description. Hopefully Ken, ed- <laughs> Ken adds that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you could find me on there. Some movie reviews, hopefully come in. If any more movies come out, uh, <laughs> and some movie vlogs. I do pick up a steel book recently and give some of my thoughts on some movies. So yeah, check me out there. So Ken, is there anything else you want to talk about, Dread? Any uh, last thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, um, you know what? I'm kind of curious to see if that uh, TV show ever gets developed, uh, because if, especially if they are able to get some um, some characters from uh especially dread 2012 um and then well we'll see about 1995 judge dread uh, i'm just kind of curious to see if that actually does get developed into like a netflix type show or something like that uh and i would definitely give it a, a, at least a season just based off of watching um this 2012 version of dread how about you
1: yeah i totally agree man this i've been wanting a dread sequel uh another movie another tv show anything would be awesome uh i really wish carl carl urban comes back if not that would be kind of unfortunate uh, as long as it's kind of in the same uh concept kind of same style as the movie i think i would be pretty happy come on amazon prime you gotta pick up pick up some some shows netflix you know some of your movies aren't always the best pick <laughs> up dread hbo max you're doing pretty good. So uh it's like but you could always add more to it. Come on, just pick up dread. So yeah. still not of, sponsored
0: by the way by yeah. any of these platforms. None of them.
1: And I I've hardly mentioned Hulu, so <laughs> uh definitely I agree with you. And if there's any more dread news, I'll definitely update you on that.
0: Nice. Well, it was
1: really fun talking about dread, Ken. I'm glad I was able to share a new movie with you and I'm looking forward to next week.
0: Yeah, same. I mean, it's always good to watch a new movie, even though obviously I'm eight years late to the party for this one. Uh, But uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to next week's uh, episode Um, back, jumping back into the MCU. And so, um, oh, can't wait.
1: Yeah. All right. Next week, MCU, Iron Man three, Thor, dark world and Captain America, the winter soldier. Looking forward to that. All right, guys, we'll see you next time on the reel.